Welcome, Welcome everybody. Ever- oh, gosh. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the greatest podcast in the world, your favorite podcast in the world, arguably the most useful podcast in the world, the most fun, the most, the most, the most. The most. It just is the most. The mostest. Persuasion School. My name is Jake Savage. Very uh, just happy that you're here today. And this is my wife, Alexa. How happy. Very. I said very. Okay. I mean, you asked me to like put an adjective on there. Hello, listeners. Put an adjective on there. Welcome to Persuasion School. And uh, it's, it's Wednesday. So that means it's Whiskey Wednesday. An informal segment where we try a different whiskey. And this this week, we've got something good. So I had a buddy visit Colorado. This buddy picked up uh, some whiskey from a local distillery called Laws, L-A-W-S. Laws Whiskey House. We're trying the Centennial Straight Wheat. We'll get there, though, here momentarily. So quick snapshot here if this is your first time. You're going to leave us hanging on that? I'm going to leave everybody, everybody hanging on that. On the whiskey. We're going to try it here in just a sec. But if this is your first time here, we got to address the first timers. You can learn more about me on whatever platform that you're listening to in the bio. But uh, quick uh, nutshell here. I'm a former door-to-door salesman, so I knocked on about 100,000 doors over the course of several years. And then I transitioned into a sales startup that I helped launch with some other amazing people. We built that up to uh, be a team over 50 people. We hit Inc. the Inc. 500 fastest growing companies in the nation list twice. My job there was just to build and train a team of salespeople and I was the president for the last three years. Then this year launched my own consulting business, helping basically just using 15 years of sales experience, leveraging that, helping nonprofits win bigger donations, especially anti-trafficking nonprofits. That's what, that's what we're about here. And then of course, through this podcast, we teach the masses how to get more of the things that you want in life using these principles of persuasion so you can be a more effective communicator. Whether we're talking sales principles, things from psychology, things from neuroscience, this is the place to learn. But not necessarily today because, because you know why. It's we're drinking whiskey. Informal, yes. Yeah. We're, uh, so we had members of the audience request to learn a little bit more about my life. So we created this several months back to where we will just chat about different stories from my life or what's going on, and we'll try whiskey. That's the premise of the show. If you'd like to learn something more pertinent to um, communication or persuasion, check out any episode that doesn't start with Whiskey Wednesday. But if you're open to seeing where this where this leads today, <laughs> feel free to stick how, around. How you doing? I'm good. We haven't tried any whiskey yet. Uh, by the way, it's just... Although it may appear to seem... <laughs> yeah. And Alexa is the honestly the real reason that I shouldn't have said honestly. That makes me sound like I'm lying. Because <laughs> I'm not lying. Alexa is the real reason people listen to the show. I really don't think so. I think so. I don't think so. I think so. I don't. I will agree to Persuade disagree. Persuade me to think that. <laughs> All right, here we go. Laws Whiskey. Ladies first. What kind do we have here? It's called Centennial Wheat. I don't know if I've seen something just called Wheat Whiskey before. I'm not a connoisseur, but I love bourbon and rye and scotch. Alexa's trying more and more on the show here. 
I like that, but not as much as others that we've tried recently. I mean, it tastes, tastes pretty bourbony. Yeah. Ooh, interesting aftertaste. aftertaste. It's like I filled my mouth with raw wheat from the fields. All right. <laughs> We're lagging a little. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes, or usually when, when Alexa's on one of the other episodes, I've prepared a topic that she doesn't know about. So she's hearing about it for the first time as you are. She can ask in real time. If she has any questions, interject. But on Wednesdays, she's got something that I'm unaware of, and we jump into it. So what do you got today? Yeah, so today I was wondering if you could tell us about your tattoos. Tattoos. Tats. <laughs> Skitty scat. Tattoos? Tiggity tat. Yeah, tattoos. Uh, okay, okay. What do you want to know about them? The story behind them, why you got them. What got you interested in them to begin with? Because you have a lot. You got a lot. Okay. You've got one on your chest. You've got your whole sleeve. You've got one on your back. You've got two on your foot slash calf. Yep. Any others? Oh, your ring. Ring tattoo. Yeah. He made, he made me. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Okay. Okay. Tat tattoo tattoo episode. So first off, people. <laughs> Know that tattoos are, they're there for forever, as yeah, we've learned. which I think for some of them you've learned the hard way. <laughs> I got a lot fresh out the gates as an 18-year-old. I wanted to rebel, I guess you could say. So I started going big with some big tattoos. My first tattoo was on my 18th birthday. So if you listen to the show for a while, you know that I uh, am a believer and follower of Jesus. That sounds better than saying you're a Christian because a lot of Christians are weird, like Ned Flanders type of people. Who's, I don't know who that is. Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. He's oh, Homer yeah, Marge's crazy neighbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, I wanted to get uh, a tattoo of the Jesus fish with like Jesus written in graffiti on the inside because that, that seemed cool to me when I was – 18. Well, the fish is always cool. It's just a symbol. It's actually the uh, the original symbol when Christians were being, or like followers of Jesus were being persecuted. Uh, in, in the early days, like in Rome, they would send secret messages to each other to let them know they were a follower of Jesus. So they would write, they would like draw that fish just in the sand, basically. Yeah, yeah. which is wild. Which is where that comes from, if you've seen that on bumper stickers or whatever. Actually kind of cool. So I got, but the graffiti, like that was, you know... That's uh, at the time what I thought was cool. So yeah, Jesus fish with Jesus inside and graffiti on the on the inside of my bicep, and then I think the next one from there was on my chest. Hmm. So also all of them were faith related. I'm gonna say right now, except for except for one of them, um, because Wait, which one is that? I'm gonna get to it. Oh, okay. the one on the ankle. Oh, you're. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, anyways, I, yeah, so letting you know now they're all faith related just because I thought that's the thing I would least regret getting. Uh, unless, of course, I turned out to be an atheist down the road. But um, so far, so far, I have not. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, I would have to get a lot of stuff removed. Um, anyways, so the next one was on my chest. 
And there's this, uh, Jesus said these words when he was talking to some, some groups of people. He said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and the life. And so I thought it'd be cool to get way, truth, and life, but in Aramaic, which is the language that he spoke, spoke which is almost dead today. There are still certain parts of the world, I think in um, Eastern Turkey and Iraq, that do speak Aramaic. But uh, so that that's cool. So that was like some filigree on my chest. Thought that that was, that was pretty cool. Got that at 19. Filigree? Filigree. What is that? It's like the like the stuff pouring out that looks like the leaves, you know, or like the stone sort of uh, shading around and everything. Huh. She's she's pulling my shirt down. I pulled to look the shirt now. down. I've yeah. just never heard the word filigree. Yeah, filigree. So what does it mean? Think of it as like filling in foliage. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah, it could be foliage, but it's like filigree. just yeah, it's it's like extra. They're like filling up space. Filigree. Filling up space with extra stuff. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I remember it. It could mean something more legit. So then the next thing, also still 19 years old, I wanted to get this Bible verse on my forearm, Philippians 3.14, which is, uh, and I like to tell people I forgot a lot. And then they're like, you forgot what the verse is. <laughs> it's only funny to me. No one else ever laughs. But I like saying that when strangers ask me. Uh, it stands for, uh, or it's, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So that's cool because I am, I've always been about pressing on towards the goal, whether it's been in sales and nowadays in endurance sports, but it's also written by a guy who was in jail, uh, for believing in Jesus. So he's like in jail, still talking about pressing on towards the goal. So I think the meaning there is pretty cool under any and all circumstances, continue pressing on. So, but I, I wanted to get that like three inches wide, but I show up to the tattoo shop and of course these guys charge by the hour. So he was a real salesman and I got closed. So I show up to tell him I want this tattoo that's like three inches long on my forearm. And he's like, no, you got to go big. It's not going to look good small. And I was like, oh, oh really? And he's like, yeah, let's go wrist to elbow bone. Wow. And I was like, uh, okay, man. Like if that's what you think it's cool. Like just, you know, little kid basically. And he's like, oh, yeah, that'll be good. <clears throat> so turned into a much bigger ordeal. And for almost a decade, I had a giant Bible verse on my arm with nothing else. A lot of people thought it said Filipino <laughs> or Philadelphia. Oh, But I've been asked multiple times if I'm Filipino, which I'm not. Um, well, but that's spelled with an F. People still ask me if I'm Filipino. And I say, no, do I look Filipino? And they'll say, no, because it's on your arm. Maybe because they think it says <laughs> Philippines? Yeah, I guess okay. so. But, yeah. I don't know. Either way, not, huh. not, yeah, n- not super great. So If you're one of those people that's asked, <laughs> just do a check. Yeah, Google it real quick. I've had people do that, actually. Yeah, just do like a check on yourself real quick. Oh, a check on yourself. Yeah, you probably should. So <laughs> where are we at? We got, we got inner bicep with the Jesus fish. We've got the chest. Then we have the forearm. Next from there, I think was more work on the Jesus fish. That was done in the basement of an apartment complex. Uh, There was no table for this guy who was not a professional tattoo artist to tattoo me. But there was a an extra door lying around in the apartment. Oh, that was a weird. So we set that we laid the door over two tables to create like a bench. And I laid down and he tattooed me and I gave him like 50 bucks or something. 
So what did he that do? was a little sketchy. What? Which one did he do? He did. He just like emboldened it basically because it was starting to fade. And did he have clean equipment? I, it looked clean, like he was pulling it out of fresh wrappers. So every, everything was clean about the equipment, just the apartment and the setting, not clean, God. I would say. Yeah. Getting to some real murky water there. <laughs> so then, yeah. Well, I was going to say, tell us about the uh, the the Colorado. Because you went, you went like a period of a few years just having an unfinished sleeve. Yeah, so then... <clears throat> I think there was a slight misunderstanding between a, a friend of mine who I'm still friends with today. Um, Chad. Chad. So, and I, I had interviewed him actually on a previous uh, episode on one of the earlier days. So Chad is a well-known muralist and artist at this point based in Denver, Colorado. He travels all over the U.S. Um, I think he's been flown to different parts of the world to do professional murals on the side of buildings. This guy is incredibly, incredibly talented. But he started out tattooing. And so I told him I would, I wanted him to tattoo me. And I, I told him I didn't have a lot of money at the time. I'm, I'm still like 19 or 20. I'm getting a lot of this done all at once. And he said, okay, well, why don't we work out a deal where you know I can start like a sleeve for you and you can sort of advertise for me and help spread the word. So I said, all right, that sounds like a fair deal. So we get started and he's throwing these vines kind of coming out from behind the Jesus fish. And they're starting to wrap around my tricep on the bottom side, my bicep on the top side and spread downward like towards my elbow, but all kind of on the inner with one or two vines wrapping around. So what we do is we we get started over a couple different sessions and th- this is, you know, he- he's shading them, he's filling them in, but some of those vines that were wrapping around my arm were not filled in. And then it kind of got to the point where I think Chad was like, Chad needed <laughs> funds to continue. Like, I think he was doing a lot of free work for friends and rightly so it was too much for him. And I think he needed to start focusing on paying rent. So it wasn't that he bailed on the sleeve. I think it was more so that like he just actually couldn't uh, devote time to it anymore. And I wasn't like willing to pay, which I should have been willing to pay prior to getting asleep. Again, I'm 19 people. So ne- so then that was uh, from age like 20-ish until 29. I had an, like a half Oh my gosh, sleeve. really? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, I mean, it was that long, I think. Maybe I was 21. Yeah, I guess I'm, yeah, I probably was like 21 because it was after that Moldova experience. So, so maybe 21 years. or 22. So eight years of like this kind of weird looking tattoo where I have this giant Bible verse on the outside, the fish on the inside, a couple vines wrapping around half shaded, half not shaded. It just didn't look that great. It looked tacky kind of. Yeah. And so I told myself whenever I get my degree, then I will finish my sleeve as a gift to myself. Mm-hmm. So then I, then I went on this like road trip and I was listening to all these, these, uh, books on, on Jesus and stuff. And I like had this realization on the road trip and I was like, man, Jesus is really just trying to tell us to love other people and also let ourselves be loved by other people. And I remember like being <laughs> so jazzed up by this phrase, like love and be loved that I thought I wanted to get that as a tattoo. And so that's what I did giant across my back. That's my favorite. Yeah. It looks cool. It's done well. But I think if I redid it today, I would not have it say love and be lo-. Hey, at least it's a good like message. You know, yeah. it could be worse. Um, 
But anyways, all, all there are things that you think are good at any stage in life, and time goes by, and uh, you realize they're they're not as good as ideas. Yeah. But so the sleeve, I actually had an idea for it when I was 21 or 22, and I said I'll finish this when I finally get my degree. I got my degree. It took me nine years. But so last year I went ahead and decided to finish the sleeve and I went with the same idea for the most part that I always wanted to, to go with. So on the forearm now covering, I've got that same tattoo, the Bible verse on the outside on the inside is this old like Roman warrior, a statue of a Roman warrior wearing the armor of God. So it's got a helmet, it's got a breastplate it has a belt and it has a sword, a shield and boots, all different pieces of the armor of God, which is really cool. And it, it looks awesome. And it was done by a local guy here in the DC area, Antonio. And uh, so, and then on the top side, it's a lion. So the lion of Judah that represents Which is Jesus. so yeah. cool. Statue of a lion. So they're, so they're both like statues with, uh, and the lion is like in front of this big old stone church and it looks pretty cool. So. Yeah. And so that took him, um, how long did that, because you did it in two sessions. Yeah, those were two sessions. Um, the first one was like 12 or 13 hours, and that second one was 14 or 15 hours. Yeah. 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 And you have, you said you've never been in that much pain before. No. Yeah, that was, that was wild. Um, sitting there for that long, and I, the wrist was the worst, because right down by my wrist, it's like jet black uh, going all the way around. And so he just had to like grind and grind and grind and the needles oh. on the skin. So that was that. Um, and then last couple, one of the times when uh, I was being tattooed by Chad, I asked him if I could borrow the tattoo gun to try to tattoo myself. I thought that that would be an interesting experience. So also going with something I thought I wouldn't regret, a uh, little cross on my calf. That is, nice. uh, is angled when I stand up because I did it with my leg bent. So think about that. Yeah. And then I uh, wanted to try using a shader. So there are like different types of tattoo guns with a single needle or multiple needles used for shading. And so I wanted to see what that was like. So I started this like stripe on my ankle. Then realizing I had no plan, I just made a little box. <laughs> so. I like it. Yeah. I think also on your sleeve, your wrist mm -hmm. was the size of your bicep. Oh, yeah. Like at the end. It was kind of scary. And you ran swelling. a fever for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Had a slight fever, massive swelling. Yeah, my wrist actually was the same size <laughs> as my bicep. It was gross. Yeah, And it was, it was just pus was coming out. Oh. It was bad. It was bad. Took a long time to heal. Yeah, you ruined our comforter. In our bed. Yeah. Just ink blood everywhere. Blood and ink everywhere. Yeah, 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 blood. Oh, man. Yeah, that was so awful. It looked like a big old sausage. Yes, that it did. So that's pretty much it for the tattoos. Um, open to more. Oh, and then the ring tattoo, of course. Yeah. Yeah, we got we got ring tattoos. Um, so, yeah, I guess at this point, uh, I'm, I am de-decentivized from... I'm, I'm guessing that's the opposite of incentivized. I've known that word as a salesperson for forever. Not really sure about the opposite. I think it's decentivized from uh, from becoming an atheist since I have all this stuff. So 
that that keeps me going. And I think, uh, you know, I am enrolled now in a master's program. Maybe once I get that degree, wouldn't mind getting the other sleeve. So that's kind of it for the tattoos. Um, We'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Guys, if you want to see any of these, catch me on Instagram. They're they're in all in all my photos because they're on me for forever. Some of these that I got when I was 18. You can catch me at, at it's Jake Savage on Instagram. Always feel free to send me a DM too if you've got questions that you want answered on the show, like on Monday Q and A, or maybe something from Thursday. Other than that, last two quick things. One is ratings and reviews. They're not just for my ego. They are hugely helpful. And here's why. When there are more reviews for a podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts or one of those platforms that a lot of people are on, uh, the algorithm gods will bubble this show on up to the top, put it in front of more people so more people can see it. And that's good for them because if you're somebody that's got something from the show, like you got a raise, you're winning more deals, more donations, whatever, you can help other people get those same good things when you write a review. So food for thought there, that would be hugely helpful. And then Of course, Alexa and I are passionate about fighting human trafficking. We say this all the time at the end of every episode. And if you're somebody that's been wanting to get involved but didn't know where to start, you can actually go to persuasionschoolpodcast.com and donate there. It's a pass-through. So 100% of the donations there go straight through to partners both here in the U.S., and abroad. So that way you don't have to do any of the research. If you're wondering, you know, who to give to, can you trust this organization, whatever. We've already vetted people where we've been working with them for years and we'll, we'll continue to support them. Or you can pick up a shirt, the one I'm wearing in the cover art that says, trust me, I'm a salesman. We also have a trust me, I'm a saleswoman. They're available for selling 100% of the profits go towards fighting the good fight against human trafficking. Guys, that's it. Have a fantastic rest of your Wednesday. We'll catch you tomorrow for the Thursday episode. Woo!